0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Bootleg Magic with Alia Muro and me, Nasri Atallah. In this episode, we've got a guest for the first time, Joss Meek, she's one of Alia's friends from the world of music journalism. Joss is a publicist and partner at Wired PR, where they take care of some of the biggest names in the music business like Stormzy, AJ Tracy, Goldlink, Georgia Smith, Kalela. the list is endless and honestly quite impressive. We talk about what's happening with the music industry during this pandemic, about how artists, labels, journalists are finding new ways of keeping the music going while we're all separated. We also talk about all kinds of other stuff like sausage dogs, fresh pasta, our highlights of the week, and end with the usual roundup of pop culture recommendations. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone.
1: Hello. Hey, how are you guys today?
0: Energetic guest.
2: I'm the energetic guest. Yeah, I'm good. I'm actually feeling quite energetic today.
0: It's a million degrees outside.
2: (laughs) I live in a basement, so this is actually like the perfect temperature for me to have the one door that I have open. I can just be in fresh air and it just feels like I'm outside, but I'm not. Oh my God, that's amazing. Do you get a breeze? A bit of a breeze. Yeah. Like the doors are just wide open all day when it's today and yesterday. It's been so
1: good. Oh my God. Bridge must love that. And that's really has the cutest little sausage dog called Bridget. She's the best. She is actually the best. And she loves the sun.
2: She loves to sunbathe more than anything.
0: My cat is currently very unhappy because like we're on the last floor and we have these windows that face. I never know. Like when people know when they say like Southwest, like I don't know what direction they face, I guess. Like, uh, like wherever the sun sets is where they face because it just hits. And like my cat is very unhappy. She just keeps staring at me like, what's up with this fucking heat in this house? Like get an air conditioner.
1: Oh, I thought cats like to sunbathe. I feel like I need to get a pet. Like they just seem to be bringing so much joy to everyone who has them. I want you to get that. Did I send you that chihuahua? You did. Oh, my God. Josh sent me the cutest little chihuahua. I'm trying to convince my mom to get a dog because that way I feel like I get the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No responsibility.
1: I think I'm commitment phobic even to like animals and plants and stuff. So that's something that I'm going to need to think about. They are a huge
2: commitment. Like, they really are. It was really yeah. scary
1: when I first got Bridget. I spent
2: the first few days just being like, oh my God, I need to give her back. I can't do this. Like, it was, I didn't expect to feel like that it was overwhelming.
0: Can I ask how you guys know each other?
1: Oh, we always get asked this and we're never entirely sure. <laughs> I think I remember, is I think that basically when I started out as a journalist and I was like doing music journalism, you and Rachel basically at Wired were my just favorite people ever to chat to and every time you ever emailed me I was like okay I know that you're like whoever you're sending me is going to be great like I just really liked working with you guys and then I think we just became homies after that Mm
2: -hmm. yeah definitely it was definitely like Rachel and I were both journalists at one point and then became PRs at different companies before we joined up and I think we were always kind of in touch and we always kind of saw each other at the you know as events and stuff didn't we and then we all went on holiday together um probably like four or five years ago or something yeah I we
1: went to Ibiza oh that was yeah. so fun I know I was meant to be flying there tonight
0: <laughs> yeah I miss airplanes <laughs> just going somewhere
2: yeah it's a small issue right now isn't it but it's <laughs> <when> I realised <laughs> when I got the like easy get cancellation form I was like oh it was today
1: <laughs> Josh it was your birthday last week can you please tell us about birthday and quarantine do you know what birthday in quarantine was probably probably one
2: of my best birthdays because there was no pressure to do anything that I didn't want to do, and I think sometimes with birthdays you feel like you need to do something because people really want to see you, and I think it's always quite difficult to like to say no to people that want to see you on your birthday or that are offering to nice things for you or want to take you for a drink or want to buy you a drink or want to take you for dinner or want to come to your dinner and sometimes you want to do something really small but then groups of friends get complicated and if I invite this person I have to invite this person and so that was all completely eradicated and I've been isolating on my own like you have Alia. so it was like I woke up on my own in the morning I was prepared people had sent me presents and flowers and wine it was really nice like I definitely felt special and, um, then I went for like a socially distance walk with my friend that lives down the road. And we sat in the park for a minute and had a glass of rosé and then I had some dinner on Skype with my boyfriend, not Skype, Zoom.
0: Yeah. Poor I'm
2: Skype. Still, cool. I know. but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, cool. I actually am obsessed with Zoom, not so much for like socializing, but for work reasons, I think it's, going to change the way that i work
0: so you as we kind of said like work in music pr uh with some like massive names and so like what happens to your kind of job in this context like i mean i guess music uh, so i've been thinking i have a lot of friends who are musicians and like i'm kind of, of of everyone i'm worried for they're a big part of who i'm worried for because i'm not sure when like people are going to go to a live gig next uh and that's how they make most of their kind of income uh touring and uh the view has that been an issue Has I been coming up with the artists you work with
2: for sure I think it's it's really difficult in a lot of different ways for a lot of the people that we interact with one for the journalists that have had their hours cut or lost their jobs completely, or for freelance journalists who were perhaps doing regular columns for say. I don't know, a, a broadsheet newspaper that the column has now been cut because there's no funding for that column um, to the musicians themselves. Yeah, of course, like especially the newer musicians that rely quite heavily on um, events and gigs and branding deals and and things like that. Luckily for the more established artists, they, they're, you know, fortunate in some cases to be able to use this time to record or think about their next steps and 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 actually for some of them even have a bit of a break that they are never really able to get um but for the newer artists it is really difficult and I think that for the most part at the beginning of all this people rallied together and created a lot of opportunities for artists to to showcase colors um the live session platform were particularly brilliant at that because they in the first stage they hired out um i think it's called drum sheds in tottenham which is like a massive hangar near tottenham ikea basically and we're doing socially different sessions and then obviously that wasn't allowed yeah that was incredible um but then that wasn't allowed anymore so they then stopped that and started doing uh instagram live sessions and because colors is such a like, habited spot that you want there were so many people applying to, you know getting in touch and wanting to do that so they, they gave loads of people a new platform And there then they started doing every Tuesday and now thankfully Berlin has had I believe lockdown lifted and so they're able to open their studio again or if not now very soon so they have they've been a really you know great example of of, of a company that managed to keep themselves going throughout and also because they knew they were like perhaps more fortunate in terms of funding, or I'm not sure what their background is. They were then able to give a platform to smaller artists.
0: Am I crazy in thinking Colors is linked to Hypebeast somehow?
2: Um, I don't think it is now. I think okay. that when it originally started,
1: they did things with high snobity
0: right that's the one that's the one
1: i think it's so cool what everyone's um coming up with like all the initiatives that people are coming up with stuff online is just so like amazing to see mm-hmm.
2: it is really good it's really good and i think if if a lot of artists are using the chance i mean we've had an influx of instagram lives right and it's quite hard just, quite hard to like sift through them and I, I i went on one the other day with diplo who's obviously massive and there was like 103 people and i was like this is basically an intimate gig um and even I was on MIAs I was like one of the first four people on MIAs you know when you're just like this is bad because this would never normally happen
1: literally 7 p.m you have to like scroll past everyone's like live emojis or whatever they're called you really really do and some artists have been able to adapt to the situation but for
2: a lot of them and for a lot of media this is it's it's really quite dire and it's really not you know I'm Struggling to see how we can help beyond what we're doing already, which is um, some magazines have developed subscription services, which of course mm-hmm. we're supporting wherever we can. Um, some are selling artwork or previous issues, or you know they've they've got an artist that they've worked with previously to to make a really cool postcard for them or a badge, a pin. You know, people are really trying, and we've got so many. We're so lucky in the UK to have so many incredible independent magazines and fashion magazines music magazines art magazines travel magazines and they're the ones that are being really badly hit by this especially magazines that rely on live advertising or festival advertising they just can't function at all right now so their job has to been has been to take everything digital for the time being How can they do that? Can they have digital covers? Do they have to launch a podcast? Do they have to do loads of socials work? Can they still do what they were doing before, but just do it online? How do you shoot artists when you don't have the ability to be near them? FaceTime shoots became a thing, like FaceTime photo shoots. Loads of photographers have been doing that. I saw Naomi Campbell and Miley Cyrus shot their own magazine
1: covers. I think Robert Pattinson did one. Yeah, he did his own GQ cover.
0: Uh which is probably, which wasn't bad. And I think Dua Lipa, she did a New York Times thing where they kind of shot her through the window of her house. Or like they also took like a socially distanced walk and kind of took which I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm a bit like Halia. Like I'm happy these they're finding solutions. It's still a bit sad that you can't get like up close and stuff with people, but I think solutions are even if they're like half solutions, it's still better than kind of everything disappearing all of a sudden.
2: Well, that's it. And I think there's there's a really tricky balance right now between um everybody looking after their health and also looking after their livelihood. And like we're we're sort of told time and time again, like your health's the most important, your health is the most important. And this situation has really made us realise that that is that is true. But then how much does your livelihood affect your health? Quite a lot, I think. Like yeah. if 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 you're somebody who's been who's not been furloughed, but been made redundant or been complete or had their job cut and lost completely. That's really you're in a really difficult situation. People have, you know, beyond needing food and water and to pay their rent, people have children and, you know, all sorts to pay for. And um, I just think that this is going to obviously, as we all know, is going to have a really long lasting effect. And who knows? Who knows how we'll all adapt to it? But that, I guess, in a very small way, that, that Jua, you know, shoot is, and all these other shoots are an example of people adapting as we go. Living in the present is, we've all been forced to live in the present.
0: Plus, I think like music, music is this one constant that it's not, it's never been a luxury. It's never been, you know, music has been part of like human life since we like first beat a drum or whatever. So it's not, it's not something that's going to, disappear anytime soon and like especially the communal aspect like we have to find i mean i'm saying like i keep seeing our friends who run this uh, thing in beirut called beirut jam sessions uh and so they they used to bring artists from around the world and have people op- like local artists open for them in Lebanon. and obviously they got hit a lot by by stuff like you know the odd car bombing or whatever that used to keep people away now this then there was a financial crisis and now there's this pandemic so they've been doing live festivals essentially for the past two months they do like a new lineup every week of people they've worked with and it's been really kind of it's been nice to see it's like because it's a very community driven mm. thing um yeah but yeah i mean how did you how did you get into music by you got into music through journalism
2: yeah so i got it i well i always always knew I wanted to do something in music I didn't know what that was and I didn't really know that I didn't know that PR existed as a kid as I'm sure many kids don't
0: yeah we just think they magically show up on magazine covers
2: that well I just it's weird isn't it I just never really thought about it I don't know why I guess I just thought that they would go direct to the journalist
1: or I don't know. I think there are so many things that we literally have no clue how they work. Even things that when you're in it, you're like, of course people must, you know, and then you're like, no, it's funny. I always think that like career counselors need to be so much more of a thing, like at school where they're kind of like, these are all the different things that you can do.
2: Definitely. And I, th- I think that's why I like doing things like this and podcasts and I, I I'm really not a fan of panels I have to say but if they're for educational purposes for like students and not, I'm not not a fan of panels because I don't think they're good I just find I just I get up there and I immediately think I need the toilet like, it's, I've this, like I've just got this mental block where I'm like oh no I'm trapped I'm completely trapped and despite people telling me time and time again you can just get up and go to the bathroom if you need to I'm, like, no, I'm, stuck. Like, I'm stuck I can't so but yeah I will always make an effort to do them for kids students in, in any way I can because I think you're right as like there there's there is a need for more more opportunities than being all incredible roles but being you know um, a teacher doctors nurses all the things that we value hugely especially at a time like this but there's a lot of people that don't feel those are the roles for them or they don't feel able to do those roles or strong enough to do those roles or they don't get the grades even if they do want to and I think just knowing I had a friend who desperately wanted to be in medicine and she just didn't quite get it together and she's now discovered at the age of 32 that she could be a paramedic with with the qualifications that she has and that you know, she feels like that would be, would have been just as rewarding had she known that at the time and trained at the time, you know, so I guess that is an example of that. But Yeah, um, that's so interesting. Yeah, for me, I just sort of knew that I could access journalism in some way. And especially when blogs started becoming a thing, I knew that I could have my own blog for free, I could write my own stories, I could use that as an example of, of my work for other people. I uh, started writing for a few different blogs, a few different websites. Occasionally I'd be paid like a pound for a post for who did I write for Hype Track. There was a site called Hype Track and I'd get like 70p to a pound, you know, per post. And if you did five posts a day, that was great. You could make like 50 quid a week or something. So actually it was quite, you know, it was quite good to do that alongside having to do another job which was well it's
1: good practice as well I guess in like how to write or what you like writing about or anything I suppose
2: yeah and I think what it taught me was how the industry works in a, it, so I understood that the editor of the magazine would send me a, pi- a press release and a pitch from the PR and be like we want to write about this story today And I would have the role of putting up as news. So it'd be time sensitive. So I'd have like a window of news for the UK, you know, for UK news at a certain time when they'd be going to sleep, and I'd be the only one running it, etc, etc. So it just taught me how things worked. And then I kind of fell into PR because I, a friend of mine saw an internship and um, suggested that I go for it. And I went for it and got it with a company called Lucid and worked there for about six months. And then, yeah the rest is quite a long story.
0: Who do you work with now? Cause I mean, I obviously went on the website and it's just like all these massive names, but like, who do you like personally take care of?
2: Oh, it's, it's so sweet that they, I mean, of course they are massive names and it's kind of crazy to think that because we started with everybody being babies and, and, that is crazy. But yeah, my, my colleague Rachel looks after Stormzy, who's obviously an incredible story and, and one that we've watched from, from very early on. And um, we also look after AJ Tracy and Georgia Smith. We have um, some international clients. I look after Goldlink. Rachel looks after Kalani. We we have we have about 30, 30 artists on the roster now, which is crazy.
0: And it's just the two of you.
2: Well, it was just the two of us until last year when we took on um, the wonderful Morgan who who came to us and he has his own roster now. And then in the past month or so, maybe two now, it's hard to tell. And since lockdown, I can't tell <laughs> where we are. Um, we've also taken on Paris, who's, who was a friend of ours um, that was also a very talented publicist and um, used to work at a record label and has now come to work with us. So the roster expanded even more. I think something that we both wanted to do was work on some on work with people and and artists and campaigns that we loved because we'd both been in situations where as is the rite of passage you'll you have to work on something that you're given and I think we just both realized that um it's never going to have as much impact with a journalist if they can tell you don't believe in it you know if they can tell that you don't love it or if they can tell it's not good uh then they're they're gonna see straight through you so that definitely was like a, a united thing that brought us together and when rachel started it, i think in 2013 or maybe 12 i can't remember and um we weirdly chatted like two weeks later and i came on board straight away and so we just it's been yeah it was the two of us for about six six and a half years which is crazy
0: it was really weird listening to an old uh, i listened to one of your podcasts you did with asos
2: uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, an so old,
0: <laughs> and I was listening to it, and you guys were talking about storms. You're like, yeah, I think he's going to be big, Is that, and uh, or something. I mean, it wasn't quite that, but but it was so weird to listen. I think it was from 2015 or something. And I was listening to it, going, I mean, a lot has happened in five years, you know?
2: Right, a lot has happened, and I bet I can imagine Rachel talking about him, being like, I'm really excited about this new artist, and I can't wait to. I can't wait to start working with him. Yeah, wow, what a journey that's that's been for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I have to say, like, my job has really saved me at this time. Like, I think, especially being on my own, and I think you've probably felt the same, Elliot, it's just been, like, it's been a real reason to get up in the morning. And because I enjoy it, that makes it even better. I don't sort of drag myself to my laptop. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do today? You know, I, I, I find enjoyment in what I can
1: literally I don't know what I would be doing without work right now like I have completely thrown myself in to the extent that sometimes I'm like wait did I put like at the beginning I think I was good I was worried I would have nothing to do so I was like let's just pile the plate really high and now I'm like oh okay all right then
2: but how lucky how lucky are we to be able to work because I I just that's something I have to keep reminding myself is also on top of that even if I do feel a bit you know lethargic or tired and feel like I need a rest or a break I'm like well I am so lucky to be working right now because yeah we didn't know if we were going to be able to
1: such a good problem to have I actually got um a text from my google maps the other week like so much did I just stay in my house saying that I had only moved two miles in the whole month <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably from your kitchen to your bedroom, from your
2: kitchen to your oh, bedroom.
1: It's just so bad, honestly. So I've been making a lot of effort since then to go on walks and actually it's really helped just like break up the day and just make everything feel a bit I'm like, oh, there's actually a whole world out here. I totally forgot about this.
2: It is it's refreshing, isn't it? I think Bridget, my dog, really helped me with that because I had to walk her every day and I do slightly shorter walks, not admittedly not very long, like 15 to 20 minutes in the week but then at the weekend I'd take her on a longer sort of 40 minute one if I could and they were the highlight of my week sometimes because there's um wormwood scrubs near where I live and and like the surrounding kind of areas you can get lost in them as if you're not in London for a minute and it really helps just you can't see any buildings and you can just the birds are going crazy right now I don't know if anyone else has noticed that but yeah nature is like blaring whenever I walk
1: out the door so yeah how do you feel about like everyone wearing masks and stuff guys? Nancy, I saw that you tweeted something saying that um men are less likely to wear masks because they think that it's like not cool.
0: Like they because they don't look strong. They don't look strong if they're wearing a mask, which I mean, I don't know. It's just such a which I like my tweet was have we declared toxic masculinity a pandemic yet? Because it was just such a weird, you know, like how weird Like I don't wanna look weak, so I'm gonna get coronavirus or give people coronavirus, which is even worse.
2: That's bizarre. I like it's yeah, because I think they've kind of explained that wearing a mask isn't for yourself, it's for other people. Yeah. So it helps somewhat prevent if you sneeze, it's in your mask, you know? So
0: Plus, it's almost like an etiquette thing now like i don't I don't feel really comfortable going into the supermarket like without a mask. I feel like I'm telling everyone to fuck off like I feel like very like i'm in, like I'm insulting everyone, you know even if I'm like like not a hundred percent convinced this mask is actually doing anything. it's just a way of telling everyone like i'm I've thought about you before I've walked in here today you know
2: definitely I think that's what it is and i i I had to go to the bank for the first time today and um you're not allowed in without you know without a mask and I was thinking while I was waiting in the I had to queue for like half an hour to to get into the bank and I was thinking while I was outside money is the dirtiest thing isn't it it's like it's like
1: the worst thing well at the beginning they were worried that it was um being passed on money but I think they then proved that it doesn't pass on paper I think metal or
2: something maybe I don't know Maybe it can. I mean, I know it can live on cardboard and plastic for, like, a certain amount, like, six hours and then, like, two hours on this. And I just wash – I just clean everything. I've, I've, like, obsessively been using, which I've never really had in my possession before, like, Dettol wipes I get through. And they were sold out for so long and then – It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I use them on everything, even my, like, the paper of an envelope because I just – I also live below um, – The the people that live above me are both – 65 plus so with post and stuff I've been helping with that and I just, this every time I pick up the letter I'm like I need to clean this before I give it to them, I can't, you know, it's this Um, I've never, I've always been clean and tidy but this is like a next level awareness that I I haven't had
0: Has it made you realise like weird? because I'll look at a, um, something popped up like a memory on Instagram from like a music festival last summer and I just saw myself like in this crowd and I just kept thinking, I never thought about the fact that I was around people who could be carrying disease. I mean, and I hope I I stopped thinking about them that way again soon, but I, I just realized like most of the things I love involve kind of like, it's very hard to stay clean at a music festival, you know, like <laughs> as clean as we are now, like there's no that's all wipes at a music festival, you know?
1: The thing is, I think we forget is that this is not about cleanliness. Like my friend, my friend was saying this because she was like, oh, you know, wanting to go social distance, walk with this guy that she had been chatting to, basically. And then she was like, oh, well, I've been chatting to him. So like, I know that he's like clean or whatever. And I'm like, coronavirus is not like an unhygienic thing. Otherwise, we would not all be in self-isolation. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a very like contagious thing that has nothing to do obviously you can wash your hands and stuff but it's not that you're dirty that's why you have it no and you can't it,
2: it the thing is is that you could brush past somebody or something and it could be on your clothes and then somebody hugs you you know there's no there's no rhyme or reason people just need to stick to the rules <laughs> so which i it.
0: mean who knows what the rules are
1: yeah right who knows what the rules are my dad told me that in Egypt they've been doing this thing cuz again like there, no one knows anything, but also in some countries, I suppose the misinformation is just funnier or it spreads faster. And basically, people have been so you have to wear a mask, like you said, just to go into the bank. Okay. So, all these Egyptians are like queuing outside the bank, and then someone will go in, they'll come out, they'll take off their mask and pass it to the next person in the line. No. Oh, dear.
0: Oh, man.
1: It's so typical Egyptian.
0: (laughs) No, I saw like when when this whole thing started, I was on a flight before like lockdowns and stuff. I was going to Beirut and like we just heard about coronavirus being this thing in China. And so some people on this flight, because Lebanese people tend to be quite uh, hypochondriac. So they all had masks and gloves. And like this is way back in February. Uh, But what they would do is, like, they would take the mask off and, like, kiss each other on the cheeks, then put the mask back on. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I mean, I think that's not how you do it, but I appreciate that you miss each other.
1: Oh, it's just so funny. It literally cracks me up. You have to just find the humor in things, I suppose.
2: That's what's crazy about it, though, isn't it, is that you – even the people that you trust if you use trust i don't even know if that's the right word to use in this situation but the people that you trust and love and know well and are really familiar with like family members it's like i can't you know I'll oh, just pop round to my brother's it's fine because he's my brother it's like actually you really can't and you it, that's what's that's what's really crazy about this my mom lives in spain and I mean, we don't know, I mean, we don't know when we're going to be able to see her again, because it's, you know, one, when can we really travel over there without having to come back and quarantine or running the risk of taking something over there, which we also wouldn't want to do. There's just, it's, it's kind of leveled everything out where we're all the same. There's, I think there's going to be a lot of positives to come from people having time to like, if I think about positives, I like say, like, if, what can we laugh about? Or what can we find that's positive? People having to be with themselves can only be a good thing in some, in some I understand, not for everybody, but in, in a lot of cases. And also people using their homes. Like, that's something that I realised I just didn't really do in a really weird way. I kind of just sleep and occasionally sit on my sofa, but I wasn't, like... Using my house.
1: Yeah, we're always out and about, I suppose. But then again, is what's the
0: point of living in a big city? Like, because I've I've been thinking about this as well. But then I keep thinking, why would I live in London? Like, if I, I mean, of course, I'm happy. Like, I'm privileged like I'm privileged to be in a home I like, etc. But um then again, like maybe I will just go get a cheaper house somewhere else, and you know, rather than be in London. Like, I think part of being in a major city is is just being constantly out and like you know, having the energy of the city kind of washing over you all the time, and it's actually almost a bit weird to be at home. I feel like I'm in a village right now. Like I just go to the high street, pick up a couple of things, come home, go to the local park. It feels very villagey, which I'm, which was nice for a bit. And I'm, I'm very much over the village uh, aspect of things.
2: It does feel like a simpler life. I guess that's what you mean by like villagey. And it's like it's actually. I mean, I grew up in Somerset, so I definitely. I definitely am used to having to make my own fun, which is something that when I moved to London, I noticed was quite different about my London friends, who were like very dependent on, as you say, like utilising everything the city has to offer. Because why wouldn't you? So let's go to the cinema. Or let's go to you know Pizza Express. or I
0: mm, miss I miss I miss Pizza Express.
2: I miss the dough balls so
1: much. Delicious. They're in Tesco's actually. You can get. They you are? Know, yeah. Oh my God, guys, speaking of which, okay, so I'm going to cut to my highlight of the week because it it was the most delicious thing ever. And I just ate it before speaking to you guys. So I'm still thinking about it. Um, So there's this thing called La Nonna, which you can order online on either Monday or Wednesday. And they sell out very quickly. So I've been trying for a few weeks. (laughs) I've been trying for a few weeks and i managed. And they basically send you homemade, like fresh, fresh pasta and they even have to cover it in some flour because that's how fresh it is mm. and then you choose what sauce you want so I chose cacio e pepe and they like send you the sauce what is that sauce uh what is it like cream and pepper it's a very simple sauce but it's like divine. And then you basically just make it like five minutes. You have to brush off each individual pasta, which is a bit ridiculous. I was like, okay, but at least I didn't haven't made this from scratch, so I'll, I'll take it. And then you just put it together, like make heat the pasta, heat the sauce, whatever. It is the yummiest thing I've had since lockdown began. Mm, I bet because it's made by an expert, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and not like Tesco, yeah. like it's like somewhere between, yeah
2: no but I've been I mean I've been I've been really creative with my cooking actually and I, lo- I really enjoy cooking but I can imagine for people that don't it's this has been horrible
1: because food is like one of the best bits of the day for me yeah well I just wrote an article about that for New York magazine actually a little humble brag there <laughs> And also major imposter syndrome, but anyway. Um, and I wrote about how I lost my sense of taste, basically, because I had mild coronavirus and it was just such a buzzkill because, yeah, like you said, it is really one of the only joys that we have right now.
2: Right. I lost my taste um, and smell as well when I got ill at the beginning of all this. I do, I, I, yeah, I don't know whether it was corona or not, but it certainly felt similar to the
0: really?
2: to the symptoms that were outlined. Yeah, and not – I mean, luckily for me, I was in the – the depths of it luckily i say but I was in the depths of it when I lost my um my senses so I, I didn't notice it as much because I wasn't hungry but I yeah I know a lot of people had it long lasting for like weeks after after they got better um and really struggled with that especially when a lot of what you see people doing online is working out and cooking yeah that's like the inspiration we have around us right now and if you can't do either
1: it's really tough. It's like I've kicked, I've kicked FOMO, and this is the only thing left. And you're taking it from me. Like I'm definitely going to have FOMO now again. That, so that was that's your best meal that you've had. Highlight of my whole quarantine, perhaps.
2: I have to say, the pizza. My my boyfriend ordered me a pizza for my birthday, and it was the first takeaway I'd had. And like I was like actively dribbling. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't. Like every bite I took, I was like, "What is happening to my mouth? Like my body was so happy. Oh,
0: by the way. You just reminded me of something. I went, I went for a walk. I was around Chalk Farm near near Roundhouse the other day, and I noticed this place called Burger Bites that had been closed like this whole time, and uh, it was open, and it was like a few people sitting outside, like not not it's not his own tables, but just like these there's just a, like a couple of benches outside. So I went up to him and I said, Hi, like what's what's this? Like what's happening? Like I I forgot how to speak to people. So I said, like, what's this? He said, Oh, you know, we're just opening again, you know, for takeout and stuff. And we do like alcoholic milkshakes. And I was like, Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. And we started to talk. He's like, Where are you? And it was with my wife, and he's like, Where are you from? We said, Oh, we're from Lebanon. He's like, Oh, I've been talking to a friend in Lebanon. I hear things are tough right now. And we just had this chat. Then we walked away and I told him and I had like a tear in my eye. And my wife was like, What's wrong with you? I said, I haven't spoken to like a random person for this long about something that isn't coronavirus. Like we just chatted about, you know, a normal chat. Where are you from? Where are you from? Do you want a burger? You know, and I I just realized how well. First of all, like rusty I was because I didn't know how to talk to the guy, and secondly, there's how much I missed just like that's my highlight. There you go. That's my highlight of the week. It's like having a normal conversation with someone that felt normal. Just completely normal.
2: That's so nice. I de- It is weird because on my birthday, I doing doing my walk and sitting in the pot. I had like a, my throat was sore afterwards and I was worried for a minute. I was like, oh no, I feel ill. And then it actually was just because I hadn't spoken that much. <laughs> <laughs> that long. <laughs> like been, and also, I was thinking it's my outside voice. I've been using my inside voice <laughs> this whole time.
0: Your Zoom voice. <laughs> You've been using your Zoom
2: voice. Yeah, right. But I'm quite loud as it is, so I, I must have been absolutely shying my head off. <laughs> I must have been really going for it. I'm trying to think what well, my highlight of this week is. I, oh, I watched White Lines and I really enjoyed it. Oh,
0: is that good?
1: Oh, I've never even heard it. What is that?
2: It's on Netflix. I think it only came out
0: a couple of days ago or something. On last
2: Friday. Yeah. But we, I watched the whole thing um, over the weekend and it was really, really good. It's, I mean, I think I loved it because it's all set in Ibiza.
0: It's, yeah, it's pretty, it's like cocaine, Ibiza, like gang, what is it, like criminals, bungling it's a murder criminals. Mystery. It's a murder mystery, yeah.
2: It's a murder mystery, yeah, but it's, um, I just really enjoyed it. it. It makes you want to be there. It makes you want to be there, but also, like, not even the version of Ibiza that I have ever been able to do. It's like, really, they've got these, these incredible houses and, yeah, yeah. It's it's like Manchester um, Annabitha combined. Really, like Mancun, oh, brilliant.
1: Yeah. Actually, I feel like you'd like it, murder mystery.
0: Oh yeah! Plus, like, I'm I'm very big on like uh, uh, kind of British criminals in Spain. <laughs> like, I'm that's a genre I love. <laughs> it's like,
2: well, then that is perfect. For you. Honestly, perfect. For
0: you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check that out. That's on my couldn't list. Be
2: more perfect. Couldn't be more perfect. I don't know if I've had any great food this week that oh I made some I made a soup that I really loved, but that I d I don't know if that counts.
1: Yeah, it counts. What was it? Um it was
2: a ch- like a chickpea Harissa tomato like soup, but it was so good that I ate like the whole saucepan and then was like in quite a lot of pain, like felt, like really like <laughs> like too full and like bloated and
1: uncomfortable
2: but it was it was worth it every second of it i think i'm still feeling a little bit out of sorts now actually but
1: i that's the problem with being alone honestly you could you make for like two people and then you end up eating both portions and you're like oops
2: <laughs> yeah if it's too good you're like i'll save that for lunch tomorrow and then you're back in the kitchen within half an hour just like eating pasta at the saucepan with fork yeah can i, ask I, you I to stop asking? yeah sorry Nancy. go ahead sorry go
0: ahead. this thing there's a lag there's always a lag on this uh i hate i hate zoom life i want to get back to normal
1: life where people know when to talk <laughs> i want a hug that's what i want honestly oh
2: yeah i bet i bet that's the toughest thing yeah because the, the the elbow bump was a thing for a bit and then they were like that's not even very good don't no. just don't touch and so not fi- i told you about havening didn't i,
1: I No,
2: what's oh yeah yeah. You should look into it. It's, it's, it's a basic, it's a, it's an anxiety, anti-anxiety like self-help technique, but it's also a way to release, um, I mean, okay, I'm not a doctor, but I, I think it's oxytocin, oxytocin, which is what you use, when somebody touches you, basically it's what is releasing your skin. So you can kind of do it to yourself, but you have to, you have to always like stroke, say you're stroking your arm, you have to do it in one direction, like you would to a small baby, like you wouldn't, you know, do this on a tiny baby's back because, that wouldn't be good to do downward strokes, but it releases something in your body. And I I was doing it every morning um, when this first happened, because for whatever reason, I thought it was important.
1: Maybe it was, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've been doing it by, back like, without realizing I'm like stroking my own thumb sometimes when I watch TV. Yeah,
0: no, but I mean, like these are all like also kind of meditation things and prayer. Like I realized quite, I was in the park the other day and I saw a woman, she was doing yoga. And she got up, and I realized like it, it looked uh, like very much like Muslim prayer. Like I don't know she just did something to that. I looked at her, and I I, I couldn't quite see her properly. And I was like, a lot this...
1: of the postures are the same.
0: Yeah, and I realized you know like how just how similar kind of everything that's trying to connect us to something else is. You know, and it's all about kind of opening ourselves up and breathing properly, and and
2: breath. Yeah, I was going to say breath is yeah hugely important i mean i'm horrendous i'm like so bad at meditation but i've been really trying really trying like i do five minutes a day and for me that's loads
0: there's no such thing as being bad at meditation
2: well that's what everybody says but i i honestly i think sometimes i'm so i am bad at it because i
1: it stresses me out more than I was before. Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not like thinking about nothing and then you're just yeah. like you get into like a loop in your head, I think. I get that as well. That's it. Someone suggested I'm doing like a massage, like a self-massage while I'm doing it or
2: like push certain pressure points. So I've been doing that and it takes me through the five minutes and then I feel like I've done something at least.
0: One thing I've found kind of hard in in the last few months is just finding new music. I'm usually quite good kind of coming across music um and i don't know there's just like less music in my life in the last two months like i'll just put something on to concentrate in the work but nothing or i go back i what i one thing I do is i regress like i listen to all the shit i used to listen to when i was 15 uh like i was listening to lots of like new metal and whatever like all of a sudden um but i've i kind of miss just discovering new releases and I don't know. I don't know what's kind of broken in me. I don't know if you've heard that or if that's something that kind of makes sense to hear. Uh,
2: do you know what? I think that feeling like you're going back to old music is totally normal. I, I definitely do that like when I try and do workouts or whatever. Like for whatever reason I'll normally put on drum and bass or you know, something that I something that I know that I I know it well, but also I know it's gonna yeah, it's got the right energy, but I mean, discovering new music is is hard for if you're not, if you don't have a one go-to, I guess. Like, I know my brother is, like, loves New Music Friday on Spotify. Like, that's how he finds everything, how he always listens to new things. And I think playlists are the new way that people that aren't necessarily working in music or in touch with music or don't feel like they've got time find
1: things. My Spotify recommendations are always so on point, like I literally just go every week that it will update like and I'll go and just that's how I listen to the music now and then if I like the stuff I'll like it and then it will I'll have a like songs playlist and then I listen to that all the time like that's literally my music library these days.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm in a really unique situation, of course, because part of my job is to find new music and listen to new music. But what what does happen sometimes is you get restricted to listening to your roster or what you're working on, because yeah. what well, I don't know if that's the case for every publicist, but it definitely is the case for me sometimes where actually at the beginning of this, I sort of every time I did a morning workout, I would put on an album that I hadn't listened to yet. So but that I knew the singles of, but I hadn't listened to the whole project. So I'd, I listened to Doja Cat and a few other things that I hadn't yet we were talking the other day actually to our friend Marina about finding it hard to watch. I wonder if this is a similar thing to what you're feeling like finding it hard to sit down to watch a series or like some people have been finding, some people have just been binge watching, but I it's taken me until this like past couple of weeks actually to be able to watch an actual series. And I've just been watching really quick, easily digestible TV shows. Yeah. Um, And a lot of weird, a lot of reality TV, which I think for some reason made me feel like more in touch with other people and like other people's lives What too too hot to
0: handle or i
2: watched too hot to (laughs) handle i watched i've never watched x on the beach before but i watched x on the beach celebrity
1: (laughs) oh my god i need to watch that
2: i was addicted i was absolutely addicted and um Everyone's been telling me about The Circle, which I haven't watched, but it's meant to be really, really good.
1: The Circle is great, although it is weird because it's basically all these different people in their own houses and they can only connect on social media. So it's a bit like, OK, we're already in this fucking situation. Oh, my so goodness. I don't know if we, need to, if we need to like watch that as well, you know, but it is. It's interesting. And then sometimes they'll be they'll pretend to be other people. Like there'll be a guy pretending to be a girl. They'll be like, yeah, you know, they catfish
0: they catfish each other.
1: Yeah.
2: But I think maybe part of the difficulty in finding new music or being able to sit down and watch films or whole series or actually like get involved is, is this need to feel like you're being productive because you're stuck inside. And I, something I definitely felt is that there were way more hours in the day. Like I felt like my days are longer and that has been a real positive for me, a real positive for me, because I just I think before I just felt like I didn't ever have any time to do anything and get really stressed out whenever anyone tried to you know add something to the day that wasn't already in there and um now I need to kind of work out that I can spend some of those hours sitting still because I, I was exhausted in the first month I was absolutely exhausted because I was like trying to get up meditate then I need to cook a good breakfast then I need to do this then I need to go for a walk with the dog then I need to work then I need to do my workout then I need to do, you know catch up with one friend I was trying to do too much
1: I think it's so interesting how we kind of just so many of us just try and power through. And I wonder if that's something, I don't know. I wonder if that's something to do with like being creatives as well, because we are so used to creating in some way, you know, or like some form kind of thing. And I wonder if that's, you know, we're all sort of self-employed as well. And I, as a lot of people, a lot of creatives, I suppose do kind of work for themselves in some way. And I wonder if it's that kind of drive that we have to sort of just keep fucking going um and not and not just yeah i feel like we're not doing anything or not I think
0: especially if you're freelance i mean like because i'm freelance and basically everything like you were saying just like everything dried up like i was doing a lot of work for gq Middle east which basically they, they they're kind of focusing on their staff writers at the moment and all of this and so i just had this massive panic and i was like okay everything i've ever thought of doing i need to do now like in these two months so i mean we started this podcast kind of you know, we'd been talking about it for a year. Then we're like, you oh, know, fuck it. This is buy a couple of mics and see what happens. And uh, I wrote a TV show, you know, like things that had, would have taken so much longer. I just like felt the urgency to do them just to kind of, otherwise like there's no career waiting for me at the end of this. I, there's no job I'm going back to. It's, you know, I, I think that's, I don't know. I guess maybe that's also like one of the things that pushes you to to be creative is, just like, if you don't do it, no one's there for you, you know, if you don't do it.
2: That's it. We, we always say that when people people would ask Rachel and I, like, when was the last time you guys had a holiday? And we're like, but if we don't work, who's going to, you know, it's just the two of us. If we don't work, who's going to do anything? And that that is a drive for, for many freelancers, you know, um, I guess unless you're taking on individual jobs and you have breaks in between, which I know I have some friends that freelance in art direction world or similar you know tv adverts things like that you get the advert you do yeah. an intense period of work and then you have a break and i think that that's that's slightly more normal but i know that for us it's it's constant and it and yeah that probably is the reason why we felt a need to be like super proactive about everything but not traveling around in between work saves
1: so much time
2: Another literally thing.
1: you have like two three extra hours at least
2: yeah definitely and like, what happens is as a result is you feel a bit oh am I not working as hard I feel a bit redundant like am I not doing like I've got I, I you know if you know what you're doing you can you can spend five hours some people spend five hours doing the same job that you're doing 30 minutes it doesn't mean either one's better it's just the way you work so working that out and and we've we've had to remind each other it's okay to take a half an hour walk at lunch you know that's okay because you would have been on the tube for 45 minutes without even thinking about it but to be honest, we do emails on the tube as well. So, because they've got Wi Fi down there now, haven't they? So, it's just like, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, can I go for a walk in the middle of the day? I don't know if I can, but yeah, of course you can. And actually, if you do, you're probably going to have a more productive day or more productive afternoon. Think about more. Like, my eyes have been getting dry, you know,
1: just things that, like, yeah. I Look, can't, I've, I've got never my had- eye
0: drops here. There you go.
1: Oh, my God. Don't even speak about eyes, guys. I woke up yesterday with some form of hay fever, which I've never even had before. And my whole eye, it's actually a little bit better now, but my whole eye was completely swollen yesterday to the extent that like it was almost like a closed droopy I and i was just like oh great so we're not allowed to go out but if we do go out then hay fever is waiting for us basically
2: been getting everybody everybody and i think it's because nature is thriving like it's because everything is like so happy without pollution and like all the all the you know and there was a wind that was blowing all around for a bit and then we've had loads of great weather but yeah eyes have been a real thing for quite a few people like i, I I've had a bad eye twitch and like my eyes have felt Yeah, I've had to invest in eye drops for the first time. And I think it's because you go from, you know, working on your laptop to watching TV, or I'll catch up with a friend on a screen. I'll, you know, there's no, no screen time, but yeah, I think that's like, there's things that we're not thinking about that we're, well, I'm sure we are thinking about it. I mean, I, I, I was talking to Alia the other day about how I've become completely like, adverse to my phone. Like I, I just, I almost yeah. feel like anger
0: call
2: me yeah, 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 yeah because I was desperate for people to call me at the start of this and I felt really reliant and like really grateful for every phone call I got but as time's gone on I've just been like do you know what I actually just want to be left alone because I think it's become so constant with communicating on through technology that it feels different even if it's a phone you know a friend chat to something
1: else it's like I just I was reading a really interesting article about this yesterday and it was saying how everything, like she started the article basically saying that her dishes and she's forever having to do her dishes, which I've been complaining myself about as well. And then she kind of went to look at her phone and then she had all of these texts waiting for her and how texts kind of are now feel like a pile of dishes that you have to get through. Um, And it's the same thing of just kind of, yeah, the repetition of it and the sort of demand on our time I suppose
2: the one good thing about it is obviously we're all speaking from our own experiences but there is a shared experience here and I know that's what a lot of people are are forgetting and feeling like they're being targeted or you know oh I haven't heard from my friends in a while or this person hasn't messaged me and and I saw something the other day that was just saying just a reminder that we're all going through this pandemic like we're all you know some of us have gone through similar periods to this through chronic illness or mental health issues or even I guess even you know having a newborn baby and having to just stay in your house rages I know new new mothers find you know similar feelings of isolation and stuff like that but actually this is a unified experience and so getting cross with somebody or like I'm talking to myself here as well like getting annoyed with people for wanting to reach out is just as pointless as getting annoyed for people not reaching out because it's just we're all dealing with it in a different way and we just have to be understanding of each other
1: really. So true. So true. Um, Okay. So to, to wrap up, just, I know you've been watching white lines, which sounds really great. I'm going to check that out on Netflix. Not What are your like recommending? What have you been watching or reading or whatever?
0: I've been doing nothing. I've just been working 24 seven because of this project. But the one thing I've been watching is actually this terror. Well, not oh, terrible. You, you, have you ever heard of the show called Fixer Upper? No. Okay, so this is a reality it show.
2: Sounds it my is, it, is it interior design?
0: Yes. So it's a couple in Waco, Texas that renovate houses in Waco, Texas. Like they never leave Waco, Texas. It's this couple. They're very kind of, you know, he's he loves demolishing the house. She loves flowery stuff. Like it's very, you know, everything is so standard in this show. And I think it was just something very comforting that there's no stakes at all. Everyone's going to have a beautiful house at the end of it. It's
1: nice sometimes to just switch your brain off a bit.
2: We There's a program called um, Tiny House Nation that likes... Well, there's a program called Tiny House on YouTube that's YouTube ex- exclusive, I think. This guy who goes around helping people build and looking at people's tiny houses. And they and then they brought it on... There's a series on Netflix, which I think is, is separate, but also amazing where they do up tiny houses. You probably really enjoy that.
0: Oh yeah yeah it's yeah. brilliant. I love anything to do with interior design.
2: And also I'm really excited to watch um Michelle Obama's Becoming because I I've read it and I yeah I really want
1: to watch it that was gonna be my that's my recommendation honestly it is absolutely amazing I I read the book as well and I actually got to watch her at the O2 which was the coolest experience um and watching the documentary I was literally like crying my eyes out like I feel like any kind of human engagement is really sort of getting me at the moment and just yeah seeing you know the impact that she'd had on all these young girls anyway you're gonna see it's so good highly recommend
2: that's do you know what the the fact that you've picked that bit out? I mean, obviously, there's so many incredible things about that book, and the way she writes is just amazing. And I know that she she was trying to like create space for for other stories and other voices, and like widen pathways through that book. And I really think she's done that. The fact that it's now a Netflix show is just means it's going to reach even more people. But the the standout and the bit that she seemed to repeat quite a lot was her desire to help other girls, in particular,
1: young girls. And she does that really well in the documentary because you see her sort of sitting down in these group sessions. And then she kind of goes off a bit into showing the girl's life, like the camera follows like a certain girl. So actually, she's done it really, really well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because they were doing stuff at the White House for like children as well, weren't they? They were doing like a growing scheme. or well, I can't remember exactly. But there's something in the book, isn't there, that they let them, they let the kids come in and yeah, amazing. Okay, well, great. Loads of things to watch. Yeah.
1: Joss thank you so much for chatting with us thanks for having me thanks Joss really nice to speak to you both
2: (laughs) that's
0: your inside voice that's your inside voice
1: again (laughs) Uh. oh my gosh we're all losing the plot honestly
2: (laughs) my eyes are getting drier
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bootleg Magic. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share, rate. You know, you get told by podcasts what to do. You know what to do by now. Thank you very much. Uh, Just a little note to let you know. Today was the first time we have a guest on. We're gonna alternate between having guests and just the two of us chatting. Some of you told us we ramble on for too long, so we're gonna keep our individual chats to about half an hour. And when we have a guest on, we're gonna give them an hour to speak. So that's us. Thank you very much. Have a great week.